0: Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Horsham. This message is by Sarah Urquhart. So, what is God wanting to speak to us about as a church family this morning? This is what he said to me. Take good care of your well. That's what he wants to say this morning. Not the ones you just built, because I imagine they will fall apart very quickly. But what is he talking about? The well of who he is inside us. When Jesus told that, not Jesus told the story, when he met the Samaritan woman, And he talked about the living water. He was trying to explain to her that he can come and live inside of us. The Holy Spirit can live in us and be a well of living water within us. He can give us eternal life from within our very bellies. That's where he wants to come and be. So this morning he wants to say to us, make sure you are looking after that well that is in your life. Okay, so to start off with, we're going to look at a picture of what a real actual well looks like okay it's got some very complicated words up there but you can see by the different colors so we've got the blue is the water on the different bits and you can have different kinds of wells you can have a well that just goes to that first lot of water which is the water table well so that's like underneath the ground where all the water is and it is that kind of like level bit Or you can have an artisan well which goes down even deeper to another layer of water. Can you see that final level of water that's underneath? It's called a confined aquifer. It is the deepest you can go to get water. And there's, if you look at some other images of what wells look like, the deepest level is a, like a river that flows under the earth. If that doesn't give you a good image of where God wants us to dig to, to get into his life and his river, I kind of don't know what else would. But where does God want us to go? We could be people who live at the water table level and we kind of know some stuff about God and it's okay and we get by and we just get a bit of a drink when we need one and it's all right. Or we can go a bit deeper and we can know him a bit more or we can go to the depth of the water that is living and running and flowing and we can draw from that water. I want to be one of those people. Do you guys want to be one of those people? Yeah. As deep as you can go, knowing God, understanding who he is, getting everything you can out of his life and his word so that what flows out of us is the same, is true, is life, is living and is going to give some life to the other people that we meet. So here's what we're going to say. Today, I have got for you five tips for keeping your well healthy in your life. These are tips that I have taken from a genuine how to maintain an actual well, and I cannot believe how much of a parallel there is between stuff that happens in like real-life situations and what the Spirit says and what God says into our lives. Jesus used it all the time in stories, so this is going to be a bit of a use your imagination, but you're going to see the keys very easily. So tip number one is... Get an expert involved. If you don't know how to look after a well, what is the point of you trying to make sure it's all working if you haven't got a clue? Because you probably would do something wrong. I'd probably drop the bucket in or try and use the pump and break it because I don't know what I'm doing. So what's this about? This is about making sure we've got people around us that we can talk to, that we can share our life with, that we can say, how are you doing? How am I doing? What's going on in your life? This is why we have small groups. It's why we come to church. It's why we have friends and family around us in this place so that actually we can say, I'm not quite sure how to deal with this issue that I'm having with my well. The water's a bit dirty and I'm not sure why. And we can say in our families, maybe you might need to go to your mum and dad and go, I keep getting really upset about something and I'm not sure why. And your parents can help you to know, actually, okay, let's pray about it. Let's ask God. Get an expert involved. We've got some amazing leaders in this church who are wise and full of expertise and knowledge of God and experience of situations let's draw on the people who know things already let's learn from each other and get expertise in things in these situations does that sound good as number one okay tip number two keep hazardous, hazardous substances clear you do not want anything toxic getting in your water well, because what will happen if people drink water from your well? They'll get sick, they'll die, it's going to be pretty bad. They might get some kind of burn on their skin, depends what kind of toxic there, toxin there is in your water. So you want to keep things away from you that are going to cause things to be toxic in your life. You don't want chemicals getting in that are going to be bad for you, bad for your health, bad for other people's health. You don't want to get things muddying around in the water that are going to make it dirty and taste disgusting. You don't want to have to filter your water so that people can drink from it. You want your life to be clear and running free of anything that could contaminate it. Yeah? Uh, what was one of the other things I wrote down? Oh, keep good separation between the waste system and your well. Everybody, hear me there? Your toilet and the well. If you ever think drinking from a toilet is a good idea, you need to rethink some things. So we don't want our waste system, the stuff that's being flushed away down the loo, we don't want that to be involved in what is flowing out of our lives. So maybe there's some things that actually happen in our lives and we go, oh, I don't want to be like that anymore. I don't want to be somebody who says that kind of thing or acts that certain way. So we need to get it out so that what flows from our lives is good and is healthy and is full of life and goodness for other people. Okay, you're keeping up with me. Tip number three. Landscape well. Now, this is a really interesting thing that they say about when you build a well, it's really important that you actually have it six inches above ground level, at least. If not more. Because if you imagine that your well is at the bottom and you're going up like this on the landscaping, what's going to happen to when like it gets windy and the leaves come off the trees? Where are the leaves going to end up blowing down to? to the well? What about if it snows? Where's the snow going to end up going down to? Down to the well. So if your well is at the bottom, it can get piled up with stuff. It's going to get filled up with stuff that is going to block it and stop it from being accessed and from there being a flow. Now, the thing that God said to me specifically about this is there's a couple of different elements within it. Number one is that actually your relationship with God has to be priority, has to be top, has to be at the top of the hill, if you want to put it that way. We don't want our well at the bottom, We want it at the top, our relationship with God, knowing who he is, getting more out of who he is. And the second thing is sometimes things happen in our lives that make us feel like a load of leaves and snow and rubbish has piled in and stopped the well. And God said to me this morning that one of the things he wants to do in this really simple time of us being together is to unblock those wells. So where you feel like you've had a really horrible time recently and stuff's been really rough and stuff's been really hard and you've been pushing and pushing and pushing and holding on to God actually and you still feel like you've just got dumped on with a load of stuff, this morning is going to bring breakthrough in that and there's going to be a clearing away of those leaves and the dirt and the grime and the mud, which is cool. I think it's good that God's interested in stuff like that, right? You know, he doesn't want to leave you there with leaves and snow, even if maybe that might be our fault that we've not prioritised our relationship with him. He still cares enough to want to clear us out and make sure that we're going to be able to flow with his life again, which is good. Okay, tip number four. Read the manual. Know how to use the well. What's our manual that we have as Christians? The Bible. Oh, you guys are so good. Um. It also means that you can run some tests on your well. You can check what the flow is that's coming out of your well. If you're checking in the word, in the manual, and you're going, oh, it says actually in the word that my tongue is powerful. And then I'm going to do a flow test and I'm going to see what's coming out of my mouth. Whoa, some of that stuff might not be so good. I might need to go back to the manual and realize I need to reorder my thoughts. I need to get my thoughts in line with God. I need to get my actions in line with God. Then the flow that's coming out is going to be what the manual says it should be, not maybe what's been muddied and dirtied by other things going on. You can do a sanitation test. Check it's clean. Check it's healthy. You can do a bacteria test. Make sure there's not something growing that should not be growing in the water in your well. You don't want to be feeding people in your life with something that's going to contaminate them as well and cause them to have problems. One of the other things that I think is really cool, uh, it said in this thing about um, reading the manual, is it enables you to be aware, because you know what's happening in the manual, you know what it should be like, it enables you to be aware of any changes that happen around your well and within your well. So let's take that into our context context, it enables you to be aware of what's happening in your family, in your town, in your workplace, and also within your own life. We want to be people that actually we take that information and we go, yeah, okay, I'm going to apply that truth to my family and to my home life, and to my work life, and to my school life. I'm going to apply that knowledge that I have to university. When I go in September and October and I start somewhere new, I'm going to take that knowledge from that manual, and I'm going to make sure actually around my well is doing what the word says it should be doing. Okay, I've got one more tip for you. Tip number five. Preventative maintenance is less... less? costly in the long run. I feel like that kind of explains itself quite well. Um, if we let God do what he needs to do in us now, when he says, actually, I need to address this thing, or this is something I want you to do, or I want to see happen in your life. If we let him do that now, it's less costly in the long run because we let him do the work he needs to do and we can continue in freedom and we can see life come and we can see changes happen in other people's lives. We can see our friends' lives turned around because actually we're letting God use us and flow through us rather than resisting and then getting to a point where actually we need to do emergency surgery on the well because the bricks have fallen off the outside and the bucket doesn't work anymore. So that's my five tips. It's a really simple message. And all I'm going to do is just read you a few verses now to give you some scripture to go around this. In John 7 verse 38, it says, If a person believes in me, rivers of living water will flow out from his heart. This is what the scripture says. And in Isaiah twelve three, it says, You will receive your salvation with joy. You will take it as you would draw water from a well. So what we're going to do now is on your tables, you've got a picture of a well. And it's got those two verses on the bottom of it. And I want you guys to do a bit of soap with these verses. So that means scripture. So you're going to read what it says. Observation. What does this mean? Application, or I like to think of it as action. What is God asking me to do from this verse? And P, prayer, we're going to do after all of that so this is your chance to respond to what God might have been saying to you just through what I've been saying maybe he's saying to you like you're doing great you are digging well you're getting right down into that water but I want you to get more I want you to come deeper with me maybe there's some things that you've just gone oh alarm bell there's something there that I need to clean up there's something there I need to sort out Great, write it down, because God wants to put this into action in our lives today, not just a, that's nice, I heard a great word. So you're going to have just a few minutes. Just spend time doing that. You can talk with some of the other people on your table. If your families are around you, talk with your family about things. There might be some stuff in your home that actually you need to kind of reorder or realign. And yeah, we'll just have a bit of time doing that. Go for it. We'll just have a couple more minutes doing this. Don't worry if you don't get everything written down that you kind of want to or need to. You can take these things home with you and you can carry on doing it at home. Okay, if I can just kind of draw your focus back a little bit. Let's just finish up kind of writing what you're writing. Because we're going to move on to that fourth part of soap and we're going to do a bit of prayer together. Okay, so I have up here some of our prayer request cards. And these are cards that people have filled in from our congregation with things that they are wanting prayer for in their families' lives, in different situations that are going on. So we're going to pray for them, but I want you to pray on your tables for them. So I'm not going to tell you specifically what's in them like individually, but there's stuff about salvation, there's stuff about um Seeing people set free from depression, released from darkness, needs for jobs, financial provision. So I want you guys to pray because we're going to pray for them first on your tables. And then if there's anything that you need to bring as a request to God that you need prayer for, I want you to bring it to the people on the table and ask them to pray with you and to stand with you for it. Especially if it's something with your family, because we're here as a family this morning. And we're here for each other and we are a church that is moving forward together. Every person in here is significant in this next season and your prayers are significant in this season. And we need to be a people who say, actually, we're going to stand with each other and we're going to pray because we know God answers prayers. So rather than me pray from up the front. You guys are going to pray into these situations, okay? So they specifically on the cards. It was salvation, depression, darkness, financial provision were kind of the main things on there, okay? So if you need to break into like smaller groups, your table's really big, go for it. But pray into that and anything on your table that needs prayer as well, we're going to pray into that, okay? You ready? Go. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you for every life in this place. Father, I thank you. You are a God who hears our prayers and who answers our prayers. Father, I thank you that you've released your living water and your life into every situation that has been brought before you in these last few moments. God, we thank you. You are the salvation of every person in this place, every family member, every friend that we've lifted up. Father, I thank you. You are the redeemer and the restorer father you are our provision and our father i thank you for that release of financial provision father we thank you for breakthrough from darkness and from oppression and depression lord god and we say that you are the victor in these situations that you are the one who says yes and amen to everything that you have promised lord god and we exalt you in this place in the name of jesus amen thank you lord Awesome. If there was anything that you didn't have time to ask someone for prayer about or talk to anybody about, I'm going to encourage you with two things. One, talk to your family about it if you can, if they're people who are believers, because as a church, as a family, we want to serve the Lord. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. So bring the prayer to your family and pray together about actually what's the breakthrough going to be. Or come and speak to one of the leadership, anybody who's been up here this morning, and we will pray with you because we believe that God answers prayers and we know he is the God who cares for every situation and he doesn't want to see you staying in the same place that you are at the moment if you're struggling with something. Um, okay, last thing we're going to do this morning is we're going to have some time to worship. If the band guys want to come up um, just while I do this next bit, um, you may have noticed on your wells there are bricks, So as these guys are getting ready, I want you just to write in there what your revelation of God has been this morning. Even if it's something you have known before, it might be as simple as just writing life, Jesus, living water, freedom. Whatever it is, I want you just to write now in those bricks who God is to you. Who is he? Is he your saviour? Is he your redeemer? Is he your light? is he the word to you what is your understanding of who God is and we're going to start to worship out of those words that you write down so just write as many as you can in this short time I'm literally going to give you about 20 more seconds so it doesn't matter if you don't write it all down and then I'd like you to stand to your feet and to start saying those words out loud to God you are my redeemer You are my life. Jesus, you are God. I love you, Jesus. Thank you that you are my life. Thank you that you have set me free. Whatever the words are that you've been writing, start to speak them out loud. Jesus, you are good. Jesus, you are faithful. I thank you that you are my salvation. I thank you, you are my joy. Jesus, I thank you. God, you're so good. You're so good. Father, I thank you. You are merciful to me. Jesus, start to open your mouths. Just speak to him those words. Even if all you can think of is just saying his name, then just say his name. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, wonderful King. You're amazing, God. You're so beautiful in your glory. You're so splendorous, my King. Jesus, you're so good. You're so wonderful. Don't be silent. Open your mouths, Children and young people in this place, speak those words out to God. He loves it when you say His name. He loves it when you give your worship to Him. This is worship. This is praise. Give Him glory. Give Him worship. Thank you, Lord. You're so wonderful. You're so good.